With me on the phones is Bart. Hi, Bart. How are you? I am good, my friend. How are you? Are you so excited about the release of I Can Only Imagine? I am. I am I am uh, excited and nervous all at the same time. Now, who plays you? Who plays the lead role? Who's the actor that, that they chose to be Bart? His name is J. Michael Finley, and uh, he was uh, Jean Valjean and Les Mis on Broadway before he took the part. So he's got a little acting experience. Yes, and they wanted somebody that could actually sing all the stuff in the movie, and it's like, we had to teach him how to dumb it way down because he sings way better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good thing, though. Yeah. yeah that's a is. good thing, though. I mean, could you imagine if they had chosen somebody who may have looked like you or had mannerisms like you but couldn't really sing? Yeah, I guess he'd be lip syncing all my stuff, and they were nervous about that. So he 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 kills it. He does a great job. Wow. And I know Dennis Quaid plays your dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a uh, yeah, that's the that's insane. Like uh, you know, being able to go and on set and watch them start filming and you know get it. Yeah, it's just it's Dennis Quaid, man. He's like he's it's like Dennis Quaid. Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. It's it's it's. I couldn't believe it. I was a little starstruck for sure. A little. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to keep my cool. You know, act like you've been there before, but I didn't do a very good job of it. Yeah, no, you don't have to keep your cool. Just go crazy. So how much input, um, how much creative input did did you have? I mean, this is somebody, Jean Jean Valjean playing you. How much (laughs) input did you have on the direction? Like, did you say, no, 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 I wouldn't have said that, or no, 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 I wouldn't have moved like that, or or did they say, step back, we got this? Yeah, I I probably, I had... I had probably more than I actually took advantage of, so to speak, like not just because it was in good hands, but I was approached about making the movie almost eight years ago. And, um, and, um, uh, a lady out of California had heard me kind of tell my story on stage and said, I want to see if there's a movie there. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And for about five years of that, it was just like a phone call once or twice a year going, Hey, I'm still working on it. And And we just never believed it would happen. And then, it was about three years ago when the Irwin brothers, I met them. They were doing a movie called Mom's Night Out, and we met. And and, and I remember, you know, I'd seen a couple of scripts from the original people, and it was, wasn't good. And I remember telling them, I was like, man, I wish you guys somehow could at least, you know, this weird movie they talk about making, I wish you guys could see it. And they said, well, they actually sent us the original script this morning, like they've already asked us. And I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? I had no idea. And so from that point on, like I had – I had veto power. Like, I guess technically I could call right now and say I don't want it in the movies or whatever. It was kind of agreement. And But at that point, like, they were doing such a great job, and they were, they interviewed me for, you know, for weeks about every story possible growing up. And, and they were very respectful in, in how they made the movie. Kind of taught me how, you know, hey, we're trying to cram 20-something years into about an hour and 50 minutes, so there's going to be a lot of mashing up stories to make it fit. We obviously can't make a you know, 28 hour movie or whatever, not making thorn birds. And so, so, uh, I don't know. I think that your, your life Bart could be a cool thorn birds. It may be. Well, except, you know, you fell in love with the love of your life young and got married and have a beautiful family and never, you know, (laughs) never became a priest. But other than that, it, it, it could like be thorn bird quality. Yes. I am in ministry. So it's close. There you go. (laughs) But they did a great job. I just kind of had to learn how it's made. People always ask, how accurate is it? And I'm like, it's about as accurate as you can be fitting my whole life into two hours.
for me, it was all about the redemption story with my dad and the transformation in his life. And, and, and they, you know, they did something right because the first time I read the script and I saw them film it, it stirred emotions in me that I haven't felt for a very long time. And so I think they, they, they got it right. That's for sure. Wow. Wow. And your family, did they, did they just thrill to the idea or were they like, Oh, I don't want everybody to know this stuff. You know, that's the nervous part because I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, like I, I stressed over this even eight years ago because, you know, really in my life, my parents divorced when I was young and I have an older brother. And so really my mom, and my brother are probably the only two that are really kind of around still that, that can kind of truly know what I went through. And, and so I really stressed about them because my mom, you know, they divorced when I was three. My mom remarried, moved from Dallas to San Antonio when I was in third grade, and somehow they decided it was best for me and my brother to stay with my dad. And so being a mama's boy, I remember weeping that my mom kind of left me behind is what it felt like. Now knowing as an adult how much of a victim she was and, and the fear that she was living, you know, just because my dad had such a horrible temper. And there's a lot of factors I didn't understand as a child. And so... So I was like, when the movie, when they started writing the script, I was like, if this is going to kill my mom, because it just shows her leaving and not coming back, and and such she's a, such a big part of my life now, I found myself like trying to rewrite the true story, trying to fit her in my life more than she actually was to protect her. And my wife Shannon was like, that's that's not true either. Like, unfortunately, this is what it is. And and so I remember like sitting down with my mom and kind of work, you know, working through all that, you know, before the movie's ever made. And when it finally first edited the movie, I went to Texas and sat alone with her and we watched together. And, and, you know, and I thought my mom would have the hardest time. My brother would be okay with it because he, you know, he knows what I went through. And my mom kind of cried a little bit and said, unfortunately, that's the way it was. And, you know, I'm proud of you for trying to tell the story. Like it was, she was very supportive. It's going to be hard, but she's supportive. And my brother who I thought would be okay with it, he's struggling probably more just because, you know, there my, you know, there's something my my, you know, for him, my dad could do no wrong. Like uh, you know, like you know, and once he passed away, you kind of become going to sainthood to him. Like all is forgiven, and it's just a story that he's like, I don't know if I would have told, and I totally understand that, and uh, and so it's it's harder for him, and so. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We, we, you know, we still love each other, and we're still getting through it. But it's been therapeutic, to say the least. You know, I think a lot of people think, well, God can't love somebody like me. I thought that. Yeah. And there's nothing, 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 nothing that can separate you from that loving God. If uh, all you have to do is ask. Yeah. That's all you have to do. That's what I hope. Uh, <laughs> I that's my prayer myself. for yeah, for. Too. People going to see the movie is understanding that God's love, man, it's it's available to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's the crazy part is like, you know, we people ask, like, what do you hope people take away from the movie? I'm like that, you know, like you said, as long as your heart's beating, your story's not over. And sometimes we have a tendency to write off certain people. If you would ask me the one person that God cannot reach, I would say 100 times out of 100, it was my dad. You know, he was, he was, it was just awful. And then here we are now talking about him years later, but. Bart, thank you. Oh, uh, one more question. Yep. So there's all these red carpet events and the debuts and everything. And as long as I've known you, I've known you to be Bart who loves to be comfortable. Right. 
<laughs> yeah. Bart, who on your fanciest appearances on stage would prefer to be in jeans <laughs> over slacks. Yes. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, is it going to be a tuxedo? It'll be jeans and a T-shirt and a dress coat. I can promise you that. There you go. Just Good. A nice black T-shirt, probably. You did not disappoint. Uh, I, it will never change. Good, good, good. I am so happy to hear that because I, I was like, oh my gosh, is, is he is he going to break down? Is he going to go with the funky tuxedo? Nope. 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 Other than weddings and funerals, I will not wear a suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it's neither. Yeah. I'm glad it's neither. God bless you. God yeah, bless you. you. Give Any my love to the line. guys. I will do. Take care. Bye-bye. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.